So Canada has a federal agency that is focused on wildfires. It's called the Canadian Intra-Agency Forest Fire Headquarters. It's in Manitoba. It's basically right smack dab in the center of the country, near Winnipeg. Um, obviously, it is one of the busiest places in Canada right now. Um, incredible wildfire situation that we're seeing from coast to coast to coast. There are some people saying, you know what, we need to come up with the national strategy. Now, that doesn't say what they're doing at this federal center this national center is is not helping basically what it is as far as i understand it is sort of a clearinghouse they're 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 monitoring where fires are what resources are available what resources have been deployed what they can do it's sort of um a coordination center it's not a place where we have rapid response teams or firefighting efforts that can be deployed nationally in times of crisis and a lot of people are saying we need to have that we need to have a national fire service that's working hand in hand coast to coast to coast uh responding where they're most needed how would that even work what do we need to do because this situation is going to be happening again you got a thing right so so what are we learning from this and what might we do better next time we're going to have a chat now with jamie coots who is a fire service consultant he was the chief of the slave lake fire department back when slave lake good chunk of it was burned down by a wildfire jamie thanks for coming back i appreciate your time no problem thanks for having me so the situation obviously has has escalated we spoke a few weeks ago when we had the wildfire situation in alberta since then we're now dealing with a national crisis here how does that change things in terms of the firefight at any one particular location because the resources get stretched incredibly thin right Oh, for sure. You have to think about it, right? There's only so many water bombers. There's only so many helicopters. There's only so many firefighters. And so, um, you know, we talked a little bit about SIFSI and their role and how they kind of help assign different things. SIFSI really only works with wildfire agencies and the contractors that work for those agencies. So, um, you know, it leaves out a big piece, which is all the fire departments in all of the provinces and territories across the country. And so, um, it, it's getting it's getting to be a struggle. People are getting tired out. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely they are. So, I mean, in terms of trying to manage a crisis like this on a national scale, what would that even look like, Jamie? I mean, I, I've heard different uh, speculation and different suggestions. I mean, I know you've been working a lot on what we need to do going forward. What, what do we need to start thinking about for next year? Obviously, we've got to deal with the situation at hand, but going forward, what do we need to start deploying here? I, you know, for me, it's uh, the four big ones, ego, turf, time, and money, right? So we need to figure out who's stopping us from working together. We need to break down these barriers. Um, you know, th- this is my province. This is my territory. This is right. And start thinking, how do we all work together? Um, money's always a piece of it. That it'll always be there. Right? Who's going to pay for all the things that I'm talking about, that you're talking about, that we're all talking about? Um, and then time. So, I mean, to me, not the time is now. The, the time has been for the last 10 years. Uh, there's been a lot of lessons observed, and sadly, not that many learned. We need to start actually learning and changing and, and moving forward with the way that we do this. What are some of those barriers? Because, I mean, I, I got a call from a guy this morning who says he has a private firefighting force in the province of Alberta. He's tried to help out, and he's been told he can't. British Columbia has different rules. I mean, do, is it bureaucracy? Is it red tape? What's the situation where if we have people who say, listen, this is what I do, and they won't let me do it, what's going on? I think some of it is safety, right? So, you know, there's lots of people that think they know how to do this. There's lots of people that think they have the right equipment. Um, there has to be some kind of regulation. Sure. So we have to make sure it's the right equipment. We have to make sure it's the right training. We can't just 
send anyone to go do this stuff. And so, you know, there's always that problem when you're dealing with uh, different fire departments, different contractors, uh, different contexts as far as who can do what. Um, and, and then there's just like so many different groups, right? You have to think about, you have the IAFF representing career firefighters. You have every province and territory has, a, you know, a group of fire chiefs that um, represent their fires, uh, the Canadian Association of Fire Chiefs. And, and each one of these groups controls and, and, and looks after a small group um, within each one of those districts, right? But they don't represent everyone. So trying to bring the entire Canadian fire service together is such a big monumental thing, right? There's just thousands and thousands of fire departments and, and who's going to help bring them together. Um, the same thing on the wildfire side. So they've done a nice job bringing together the wildfire side at a provincial level, right? So mm-hmm. the federal government got involved, all the provinces started to kick in and, and they started to figure it out. Um, we got to find a way to do that for all of this. And, and it's really just... You you talked about a bureaucracy red tape, yeah, right? Yeah. The, the ego, the turf, the yep. you know. Well, this is my fire. That's your fire. Until there's so many fires that there's not enough people, um, and and we're running into this more and more often. So we we do have to figure it out. We do, you know. There's going to have to be a group of people, probably at the federal level, that just say, okay, enough's enough. We're going to figure this out. We're going to put some time and money towards this. We're going to knock down the egos and kick down the uh, turf wars and and start to actually figure this out. Uh, It's a monumental thing. I I don't know who's going to take it on, but um, I hope someone does soon. Um, Jamie, we had a guest on earlier. Now, he's in California, so the geography, it's big, but nowhere near as big as Canada. I don't know if it translates perfectly, but they've got a system in place of cameras where they can monitor the forest and AI detects, you know, if they if there's a startup and they can get to it really, really quickly. Mike Flanagan, who I'm sure you know, has talked yeah. about, it sounds almost like strike teams, like we have groups of 20 firefighters located in different parts of the country, and if something flares up, they can get there quickly and deal with it before it turns into some of these monstrous, huge blazes that we're seeing right now. Um, is that in a country the size of Canada? I mean, can you actually be in a situation where you have some kind of rapid response and get to it before it gets out of hand? It seems like a huge job. It, it is a huge job, and I think that's why no one's tackled it so far. But you're right. There's there's groups in the south, uh, south of us that, you know, we should look at CAL FIRE. They have some excellent models that we could use. Um, you know, over in Colorado, they're doing some great work. The hotshot program across um, all of the United States is a good program. We got to work with a lot of them up here in Canada and see, all right, and, and their job is just to attack fire and put out fire and mm. be part of that effort. Um, there's no ego. There's no turf wars. They, they just go where they're told and they fight fire and they're good at it, right? It's a, and they're able to do it year round. So we'll be able to keep good people and train them. And, and, uh, so having those crews around is great, right? Uh, a lot of it falls back to money and somebody wanting to do it. And so, um, I think we need to really, really look at those. I mean, since 2011, when part of Slave Lake burned down, we really looked into a lot of those things and tried to pick the best ideas and fix it. But um, there's just so many things standing in the way sometimes. Yeah, I, I wonder if, you know, a crisis like we're seeing right now, Jamie, might be the kind of the kick in the pants to say, listen, we got we got to get serious about this. Because, I mean, we don't want a repeat of this. We need to do everything we can. Maybe. Maybe this will jar people into, okay, let's put down some of those, like you say, turf wars and ego battles, and, and let's focus on the real problem here. You, you would only hope. Um, you know, <laughs> we've, we've burned down a lot of houses. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and it's not our fault. We don't uh, go out there and light the forest fires, and, and these things happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's happening with more and more frequency. And so, you know, we've got to just stop 
just you know fighting and we've got to start trying to work it out uh how that works man i wish i had all the answers yeah uh, i don't and, and i don't uh, know of anyone else that does but we got to start putting the pieces together and uh, trying to find a way to fix this problem absolutely yeah no no question uh jamie great stuff i appreciate you being here thank you sir